Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Things Nobody Tells You. I am your overdramatic, unwell older sister, and this week's episode is going to be a doozy. So buckle up, babes. This week, I want to start off strong just by saying thank you so much to everyone who is listening to the pod. I want to give a special shout out to a listener, Anita. If you were listening to this week's episode, thank you so much for all your support. You're like the number one listener. I can see my analytics. I don't think anyone else in the world is listening from where you're listening. So I just want to say shout out to Anita. We love Anita. Stan Anita. We should all try to be the Anitas of the world. She is just the best of the best. Love you, Anita. Thanks for tuning in each week and being the bestie we all need. Secondly, I have some news. You might be wondering, well, you might not actually, quite frankly, you're probably too busy with your own lives, but this week's episode is coming several days late and it is for good reason. It is not because I have been asleep for four days, which quite frankly, I would like to do, but I have not. This week's episode is coming late because I wanted to wait to see if I had something to announce and if I didn't, it was just going to be awkward, but I do due to the numbers of the podcast, the amount of people who have subscribed, the amount of people who are listening so early on, we have decided collectively on our end to make, and I say that, I mean me, to make (laughs) the things nobody tells you a weekly, daily podcast. What does this look like? Okay, buckle up. I thought about this a lot. We've had a lot of meetings about it. We've, we've, My cat and I have really gone back and forth on this. So basically what this is going to look like is I have wanted to grow the community in a way where we are able to have much more, should I say, content or or communication. I understand you're listening to me, but I feel very connected to you guys when I'm making these podcasts, when I'm recording them. I love doing this. Like, I genuinely love doing this. It's not about the numbers. It's not about the downloads. It's not about anything but the listeners. Like, I still think I would want to do this if I had three people listening to the podcast, my mother, my cat, and Anita. Even if those were the only people who listened, I would still want to be doing this. So, That's how I know I'm doing the right thing because I figured the best way to go about this was to make content I personally would like to see myself, listen to myself. So what does this look like? The Things Nobody Tells You is going to be coming out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Weekly morning podcasts. You're going to get five The Things Nobody Tells You daily edition morning podcasts every single day. It's going to cover things like pop culture, the basically like the hot topics of that day, except I'm not calling it hot topics. I that's a I feel like that's Wendy Williams. Like I would never but like that's the vibe. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it is the things nobody tells you about that day. What's going on? What's new? What do we want to talk about? Pop culture, news. Did I accidentally get ghosted the day before? I can keep you more up to date this way, you guys. Like, this is so much better. So daily, weekly podcast, which means I get a break Saturday, Sunday. However, I'm still going to be doing the normal niched podcast. Like, this week's episode is called The Things Nobody Tells You About Right Person, Wrong Time. 
those podcasts will still be happening once a week. So you will have the Things Nobody Tells You Daily Edition and the Weekly Pod. Okay? Here's the thing about the Weekly Pod. Right now, I can't figure out which day that will come out. You're going to have to bear with me on that. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet. The team hasn't figured it out yet. My cat hasn't gotten back to me on a few emails about it. All right? It's very dependent on her schedule and what she feels like that day. So... All I have to say is I'll let you know. I'll let you know. TBD. TBD. I will say, like, that is what we are. I'm sticking to that. Like, that will be what you can expect of me weekly. So you would get six episodes. They'll be clearly labeled. So you'll know if it's a daily edition. You don't want the daily edition. You just want the weekly pot. It'll be very clear. Very, very clear. I wanted to keep everything under this umbrella because it's I'm not going to be giving you your CNN news. Like, let's just get something clear there. I just want to be able to connect with you guys daily. I feel like this is a great platform for a weekly, a daily pod. See, I can't even get it right now. A daily pod, something that you guys can listen to on your way to work, on your hot girl walk, on your hot guy walk, on your taking your cat for a walk, hot, hot cat walk. That's actually, someone should take that and use it. I want this to be sound bites, so they're probably going to be 20-minute episodes, maybe longer. I'll let you know what happens, but that's what the future of the things nobody tells you is going to look at, look like. Sorry. I know this is a little bit of a divergence. I know this is different. I know this is not typically what a podcast looks like. I know there aren't, unless it is usually a news podcast, podcasts don't go daily. They don't go daily. However, I feel like as the community grows, I want to be able to grow the amount of content you can pick and choose from. I feel like this is something I would like. I'm kind of sick of searching through podcasts and then like some things hit and some things don't. Sometimes I don't even like to listen to a full podcast episode. I'm trying to create what I wish existed for me. I want to be clear. I I don't think I'm necessarily going to listen to my own podcast because I have to already listen to the edit once it comes to me. So I, I don't think I'll be listening with you, but I would have already listened before you listened. So yeah. Fun fact, I had a few people messaging me. I don't edit things out of my podcast, you guys. Like, I know some of you commented on a few weird edits. The only time we have weird edits is if my mic messes up, is if I (laughs) take a long break. Like, sometimes I walk away from the mic because something will happen or someone will walk it. I'll walk away from the mic. We'll leave it recording. And then I'll get messages from my editor being like, you... There's 17 minutes of dead sound and I can hear you in the background talking to your gynecologist on the phone. What happened? You know there's a stop record button, right? And I just, I don't, I don't care. That's the only time things will be edited out. I understand there have been some rough edits. There's been some weeks where I have been in charge of some edits. So you're welcome for that. They've been a little rough. But I will say for the most part, unless I walk away unless there's like really bad background noise, which has been happening a lot, a lot of construction going on right now. Uh, Today, I'm like in a studio environment. So I hope there is no background noise. If there is, then this was a lot of effort for nothing. But I'm just letting you know that I hear your phone. I read everything you guys like I read everything you write in and say, I read all the I read everything. 
I think people also think I don't read my TikTok comments. I'm reading everything you're saying. Okay, I, everything you're saying. And let me just tell you, you are lucky I have thick skin and I'm Australian and I just laugh at it because some of, well, it's probably not the people listening to this podcast, but some of the people on the internet are so judgmental. I'm like, you know, I would never go on someone's video, go out of my way to leave some of these comments I'm getting. I'm like, what are you doing with your lives that you have this much time to think this through and like put it through Grammarly before you post it on my TikTok videos? What is going on in the world? I don't know, but it, it is questionable. I will say that. Anyway, that's what the future of the things nobody tells you is going to look like. Bear with me as I figure this out. This is going to be a transition. I understand this is not necessarily maybe what everyone would want, but that's why I'm like, that's fine. You don't need to listen to the daily episodes. I'm still keeping the normal weekly episode as is. So everyone wins and we maybe expand our community a bit more. We can open and talk about different things, more things. I just wanted to make this transition and I wanted you guys to be a part of it. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. Moving swiftly on, this week's episode, as I mentioned, is called The Things Nobody Tells You About Right Person, Wrong Time. Can I just say I like deeply disagree with this concept in a lot of ways, but I think it's because I was just incredibly triggered by it this week. So basically, the reason I'm doing this is just because something happened to me this week and I want to talk about it. I ran into someone from my past who I was in a relationship with. Okay, I'm going to give you the long and the short of this guy. Basically, he and I were in a relationship a while ago, and it didn't work out. I met him at the wrong time. I met him at the wrong time. And that's okay. But that doesn't mean that there's going to be a right time. I'm trying to think of a way to really be careful, because I know this person listens to the podcast. Basically, this individual and I met, it was pure accident coincidence we should have never met like that's how crazy it was we should have never met and we did and we quickly developed a relationship and it got serious pretty fast and all I will say is it was not the right time he essentially moved because of work and he had no choice it wasn't like could he go he would have lost his job if he didn't go he had to move and it was just a move with a time difference that was absolutely impossible. Like, it was legitimately impossible. So, and you know, that, for us, there are some people, it's not impossible for you. Different different people, different situations. It was impossible for us. We tried. It did not work. We tried multiple times. It did not work. We kept coming back to each other. For all accounts, uh, we were both saying to each other, like, we loved each other. This was a, an amazing human being. To, like, that's how we felt about each other. And let me just tell you, he was not the right person for me. So we can preach to ourselves, like, right person, wrong time. But at the end of the day, if this isn't, when you're, when you're talking about the person, I'm assuming you're talking about, like, this quote is talking about the person, like, the one. You know what I mean? the one, your lobster. He was not my lobster. So I can't agree with right person, wrong time because you weren't the right person. I am basically inferring they're talking about the one, the lobster, the guy, your guy. And for if it's the wrong time, then I know you're not my guy. Here's the, here's the kicker. So many people 
I've had this conversation with a lot of people. So many people have said, my husband and I met and then years later found each other. Sure, that happens to maybe four people on earth. Like four. So here's my problem with the delusion that I think a lot of people can relate to. We get deluded by these stories. And we're hopeless romantics, so we'll hopelessly hold on to the romance of their story and trying to hope it happens for us. Their story will never be our story. So I feel like that's something I wish I'd had hammered into my brain a long time ago. But it's just one of those things you have to learn. I will say this. I think I had to meet this person and go through this experience with this person to grow as a person. So yes, it's the wrong time to meet the one because of where you're at in your life and where I'm at in my life but that just means you're not the one you're not my guy I also think if someone wants to make it work because they know that is their person they just do it they just do it my problem is this I am so ride or die it's actually a delusional level I don't know if this was my mother imparting this in me as like a child I couldn't tell you where I got this maybe like too many rom-coms too early on I think this is just part of my personality because I'm like this with friendships too there is no bridge I won't cross for you if you are the core people if you are a core person to one of my core people I will still cross bridges for you It is so, I take it to such a crazy level. Like, I don't care if the bridge is on fire falling down. I'll still cross the bridge for you. It's a different level I take it to. I acknowledge that. I have struggled with then what happens is not everyone is like that, obviously. So you can't expect that back in a lot of ways because you will be consistently let down. And it's people like, there are people like me. Okay, I'm not the only one. It's people like me who feel let down in relationships, friendships, because we give that without receiving even a taste of it. And then we never get it. And we're like, oh, why do I feel like I'm doing everything? It's because I put myself in that position to do it. And that's not their personality. It's not their prerogative. They don't want to. It's not that they're not kind. It's not that they don't care about you, but they're not going to do the same things you would do. And you're usually not going to vibe like that. That's what I have learned. Like that is why I don't have 74 girlfriends or best friends. I have a handful, a very select handful. And then I have a very select handful of people who I'm very like have a great time with. And we can go out and to lunch like once a year. And we consider each other buddy buddy. And like if you ever need anything called, but we don't need to see each other a bunch. I have those people. And those are the people I know, like, the one time in my lifetime they need me to cross a bridge for them, I will. But I'm not doing it all the time for them, and they're not going to do it all the time for me. Friends are such a weird thing to navigate, and it's the same thing about relationships. You have to figure out where you land, right, and what you want and what you give, and make sure you're not giving more than you're receiving on a consistent basis because it's it's like the biggest burnout you can experience, and you got really bitter. I got I have gotten so bitter over that until I realized, no, 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 that's that's on me. I need to stop giving that much because they don't they're not asking me to. I need to stop doing that. 
And there are people who will take straight up advantage of it. And you, they will thank you and you feel like you're doing something awesome and it, it makes you happy to help people, right? Well, what's actually happening is you're just being taken advantage of and it's not, it's not worth it in the grand scheme of things. This, coming back to the relationship side of stuff, look, I can't agree with right person, wrong time because the concept of it, I think, is, is messed up. It applies to four people on the earth. We are not those four people. So me and this person ran into each other this week. It was very weird. And this person and I didn't end on like happy terms, obviously. So and of course, there was a lot of back and forth. This person and I didn't end on happy terms. It wasn't. It was bad. Like it wasn't great. And that really was the saddest part. So to run into them was so weird. This person is now engaged to another person, uh, getting married. And I guess that's what engaged means. But getting married, moving forward with their lives. And when we ran into each other, we did not acknowledge the other person existed. And it was, we looked at each other, but like there was no verbal communication. And it was the weirdest, it was, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. It was the weirdest thing ever. And it brought back like a lot of memories, a lot of moments, like it triggered a bunch of stuff that I love to put in the box of don't think about. And it's very strange. Like it's the most bizarre experience to run into someone who was at one point you thought like your whole future, like your future was going to be based around that person to realize, no, like you will never communicate with that person ever again. It is the most bizarre thing. But you know what's also, uh, just adding on to that, I will say I think it's these people where we think it was the right person, wrong time, that we consistently want to keep going back to for closure. And that is the biggest no-no for me. Like, I will, I don't need your closure. I don't need my closure. I can just close the door. Mentally, emotionally, I can just simply work on closing the door. I can do that all by myself. I think closure is overrated I think it's a lie we tell ourselves because we want to keep communicating with that person and I will very I don't think I've ever said this I can come at this opinion now I think after a lot of things happened in my life but like mainly I my fiance passed away besides my best friend and my family this person became this person became my family I was going to marry them And arguably, they were the most important person to me. And I didn't get a funeral. I didn't get a memorial. There was not a lot of who, what, when, and why explanations. I still don't have all the details surrounding the end of his life. And I probably never will. And I had to basically give myself. I had to give out myself, our future, him, our relationship, everything we shared, a funeral. I had to do it all by myself in my head. You don't need to talk to another person to get closure. It might take time. It might take therapy. It might take bitching about it to your girlfriends every single night for the next 12 months. But you will give yourself your own closure on things. It doesn't need another person. We are incredibly powerful, I think, just by ourselves. And certain situations make us feel like we aren't. 
And let me tell you, if I can do that, you can get closure from your relationship, from your situationship, from that guy who won't text you back. You don't need to keep searching for contact. Just trust me on that. Just a bit of unsolicited advice coming at you from me. You don't need to search for it. And this was one of these people for me that I feel like I consistently wanted closure from. Like I was really persistent with communicating him in the aftermath. I was like kept searching for communication. And to this day, I regret that. I regret that so strongly. It prolonged my giving myself closure. It prolonged closing the door on it for me. I regret it so much. It's crazy. Like, I regret it so much. It's the one part of this whole thing that I deeply and thoroughly regret. So, bit of unsolicited advice. There you go. That's what happened to me this week. And all I can think about is, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, Jesus. I sent way too many text messages. I think also the worst part was like I felt like I cared and he didn't in the breakup and in the aftermath of the whole thing when I look back on it and all that was just triggered when I saw him. I was like, oh, good Lord. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But he's very happy now, I think. Well, I don't actually know he's happy, but he I, I, we didn't speak. But he is engaged and he is getting married. And I saw him with the person he's getting married to. And I think I hope that this means he found the right person at the right time uh, because divorce sucks. So if you can avoid it, I would. But sometimes it's necessary. I'm not saying I wish divorce on this man. That took a turn. I'm just saying I hope this is a good life choice for him. Peace. And that's as happy as I can be for him because he did some other stuff. Okay, moving swiftly on from my drama, let's do the thing you need this week. I took a break from doing this because I actually was, I'll be like totally frank. I had some brands approach me about wanting to have ads on the podcast. And unfortunately, their products I didn't use. And I said I'd be open to using them, trying them for a period of time before I allowed them to, for them to be something I endorse on the podcast and they did not like that they wanted it straight away they wanted it now and I was like yeah I can't I want everyone to know I will never ever ever put something on this podcast or on any of my social media that is endorsed that I don't post personally you that's a hundred percent not me taking responsibility for your experience with the product but I just can't in good faith talk about that's just like an acting job like that I can't take on a product I've never used and like gloat about it and and hype it up if I've never used it like that doesn't make any sense and the fact that these brands these massive brands you guys these are brands that if you listen to a podcast you have heard the ads for these brands you have they're the common podcast brand ads none of the people use them they like don't even want to send you product to try. They ju- they don't send you product to try. They legit just tell you, this is the script, say it. And it's like, I'm not doing that. This is not an acting job. This is not, you want to hire me for a commercial? That's a different situation. This is not an acting job. This is a podcast. If I'm going to endorse it, I need to have used it. Plain and simple as that. So that's why I started the segment where it's like the things you need this week, which is small businesses, Things I use, things I've used, things I like that you would like to, and they're not sponsored. Like I've said a million times, if it's ever sponsored, I'll be singing about it for 45 minutes, okay? It's not sponsored. 
So the thing you need this week is something I have used for so long. I want to say two years. And I can't believe I didn't say talk about this on the first episode. So I've been losing all my hair. <laughs> like all my hair, you guys. <laughs> like to the point where I went to the hairdresser. <laughs> I went to the hairdresser. Her name is, she's the same name as me. And Lily goes, <laughs> did you put nair in your hair like the hair loss thing that you can use to like instead of shaving your hair instead of shaving she was like did you put the hair loss thing in your hair like clumps of my hair were just coming out as she was cutting my hair and I was like no I'm telling you I am losing my hair and it happens it happens I think when I'm incredibly stressed or or overworking in a way that maybe isn't healthy for me or whatever it is. It definitely happens when I have a lot going on and stress can just make it all fall out. Like that's it. And I can't stop it. There's nothing I can do to relax about. It'll just all fall out consistently. And this happened recently. And so this is a product I've used off and on for two years. I'm going to be very honest about that. It's called Halo Hair Oil. And it's from a brand called Adi Botany, which is spelled A-D-I-B-O-T-A-N-Y. So it's that.com. It's called Adi Botany is the brand. Small business, out of New York, love that. I have used their hair oil for a long time. And I specifically use it when I am going through spurts of hair loss. So I obviously just had this happen. And so I was like, oh, Jesus. So I start, this was, when did I go and see Lily? Like two weeks ago. No. Closer to a month now. It was like a month ago I got my hair cut. I immediately went home. Like I was so upset because I was like, oh, the hairdresser noticed. Like this isn't just in my head. Like I was concerned it was just kind of in my head that I was losing a lot of hair because my hair was so long. Sometimes it looks like more hair than it is. I immediately did a treatment with the hair oil. Then I immediately started using it every single day. It promotes hair growth. It like is basically food for your hair. So it promotes hair growth and it prevents hair loss. So it's stopping the problem and helping the solution at the same time. It makes your hair really shiny. Like it not oily, even though it isn't oil, it won't keep your hair oily. Like you don't have to worry about walking around with oily hair. You oil it and then wash it and it's there's no like residue left. It feels kind of like you rehydrate your hair is the feeling you have after you use it. And it definitely works hair growth wise because I no longer am losing clumps of my hair and I've been using it for a month this cycle. And I, when I first got it, I was actually using it every single day, but I didn't want to run out fast. So I just spaced it out a bit completely organic I just want to put that out there like there's not chemicals in it there's nothing there's nothing crazy in it I am a big believer in just like if there is a homeopathic way to do things like hair loss I'm gonna do it I'm just gonna do it so I turn to this if you are looking for something it's beautiful packaging honestly you could get this as a Christmas gift for someone too so the place to go get your halo hair oil so we can all not be stressed out hairless girlies or guys is adibotany.com. So A-D-I-B-O-T-A-N-Y.com. 
I know the person who owns the brand, her name is Angela. If you have any questions about hair, like she gets a lot of very specific needs, like people with cancer and all kinds of stuff, message her through the website, through her Instagram. All the links are on the website. She's great. She'll help you out with honestly anything you need. Anyway, that's the thing you need this week. Okay, moving swiftly on because we have to get to the buckle up segment. Buckle up, babes. Buckle up. Side note, please call into the buckle up hotline. Call into the buckle up hotline. Leave the thing that you need to buckle up about. I need to hear about it. I just do. Call in to 626-885-4940. It's a voicemail. You don't have to talk to anyone. Call in. I'm about to call in myself if I don't start getting some calls. Because you all keep emailing, so I don't know what's going on. Call into the buckle up hotline, people. Okay. This week's buckle up. Hey, Lily. So the guy I'm seeing does not want to be exclusive. This is a problem for me. We have been dating two months. I have met his mother. He even asked to meet my mother. He just feels, oh, sorry. He just makes me feel like I am crazy, though, for bringing up the exclusivity. Am I seeing anyone else? Is he seeing anyone else? When I bring it up, he shuts down, doesn't want to talk about it, and acts like I'm being too much by bringing it up so much. I've probably brought it up four times in the whole time we've known each other because I just felt desperate bringing it up that often when he had that reaction. Mm. I feel like we're taking steps and doing all the boyfriend-girlfriend stuff that implies a committed relationship, which is what he communicated he was looking for, which is what I definitely am looking for. So what is a chill way to have this conversation and actually talk about it? Mm. And then you wrote, a, you, noted, you wrote a note at the end to me personally, which I won't read, but I love you too. Look, how can I say this in a nice way? This is really hard. (sighs) Okay. He's not, he's not the one for you. 99%. Sure. And I know that's not what you want to hear. But if I'm, I'm just checking. Yep. The guy I'm saying, if a man can't say, okay, sure. Like I'm open to this conversation. If a man can't say, look, I know you want to have this conversation, but I'm just not ready to have it right now. If he is make gaslighting you, and I'm using that one correctly this time, if he is gaslighting you into making you feel and saying that you're being too much with bringing this up, I mean, major, major narcissistic red flags there. I would walk away very calmly from this situation. Yeah, I'm sorry, babe. I just feel like at the end of the day, if this was me, I totally understand how you'd be like, how do I bring this up to him? How do I talk to him about it? How do I, I just want to give you the perspective of it does not seem like he wants the same thing you want and or is willing to put the effort in to care about your feelings about it. That's kind of a red flag to me. Dealt with a lot of people like that. It's a major red flag to me. And I understand how you maybe wouldn't see it that way. Because especially I know if I was in this situation, I probably wouldn't see that either. However, I'm not delusional. I probably I know you probably need to learn this for yourself or go through this for yourself or see it to the end. Totally understand that. So this is what I'm going to say. You asked me, what is a chill way to have this conversation? So I'm going to answer that. This is what you're going to say. It's not going to be chill. It's going to be confident. 
It's not going to be chill. You're going to say to him, hey, let's call him Greg. Greg. And I would do this on the phone or if you see each other in person a lot, I would do it in person. Um, but I would not I would not do this over text. You don't want to give him time to think about this in terms of a text. Things aren't conveyed correctly in texts or or even voice notes. You need to do this on the phone, on a FaceTime, or even better, in person. In a place where, like, there's nothing about to happen. You're not waiting for a dinner reservation. Like, do this in person when you're sitting down together or on FaceTime. And be like, look, Greg, we've been date. We've known each other for two months. We've been dating for two months. I don't honestly know how you feel about the situation, but I mean, clearly you liked me enough for me to meet your mother and you showed enough interest to meet mine. So that means something to me if I'm going to introduce people to people in my life. I hope it means something to you. And I would say to Greg, look, Greg, I'm going to be very honest with you. It's concerning to me at, let's say he's 34, at 34 that you don't want to communicate about subjects I bring up to you that are important to me. I don't bring up things now because I'm scared you're going to shut me down and that doesn't make me feel good. So I'm going to be honest with you and I would like honesty in return. Is exclusivity in our relationship something you would like? And if it's not, that's fine, but I would like to know, and I would like to know now. This is not something you need to think about. This is not something that needs time to consider. This is very straightforward. You have know, you know who I am. You've known me for two months. We've seen each other a bunch of times. We've met each other's, we've met people in each other's lives. I would like an answer on this, and I'm not willing to continue to accept your lack of communication. I would straight up say it. It's it's giving he's being a coward and it's giving he most likely is is wants to live in some fantasy world where he doesn't have to commit to something and it's just not attractive especially if you're straight up telling me like I want a committed relationship. This is giving the opposite giving the opposite of commitment. I'm not saying he's talking to anyone else or seeing anyone else. He probably isn't. The thing is, that doesn't mean anything. That's even honestly worse if he's not and he's still like, meh. It's not like you have multiple options here and you're still like, yeah, I don't know. Like, grow up. Grow up. And he might grow up. You never know. He might turn around and surprise you go, you know what? I, I, I really dropped the ball on this. Yes, I want to be exclusive. Or he might turn around and say, you know what? I, I know you brought it up a bunch of times, which you haven't, by the way. You brought it up four times in two months. You're fine. You're fine. I would have brought it up 73 times by now. He might turn around and be like, you know what, I'm sorry, I just, I, being exclusive is not something I want in my life right now. Either way, you'll have an answer. If he does anything but give you one of those two answers, walk away. I'm telling you right then and there, if he doesn't give you one of those two answers, walk away and wait and watch what happens. But you have to walk away from yourself. Don't walk away for him to chase you. Walk away for yourself knowing you couldn't give me what I needed. You couldn't give me what I want. And there's nothing here for me. So I'm done sitting at this table. Because there is a table that will give me what I want, that will give me what I need, and that will want to do those things. So just know there is always another table. (laughs) There is always another table. There is always another person. Just trust me on that. So 
I would tell you that. You don't get one of those two answers, walk away. I mean, don't even finish. If you're sitting at dinner with him, I mean, don't even finish finish the, the damn dinner. Be like, okay, you got this, right? Stand up and walk away. Stand up and walk away. Again, if he communicates and gives you an honest answer, you don't need to walk away. You can finish the dinner. Even if it's not the answer you want, you can finish the dinner. That's your prerogative. But I am saying if he doesn't give you one of those answers, oh my gosh, absolutely not. Don't waste a second more of your time. Stand up, say, I wish you all the best. Hopefully you learn to communicate one day and walk out, walk out. I don't care if this conversation is happening at his grandmother's funeral. Maybe don't have that conversation there. But I I don't care where you are or what you're doing. You walk out. Power move. Gotta go. Gotta pick me because you clearly won't. Bye. 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 That's all. That one got me really worked up. I'm sorry. I love you. Write in and let me know what happens. I need to know what happens. I am not lying. I'm not joking. I'm not saying this to say this. I need to know what happens, you guys. You write in the most psychotic things. This one isn't that psychotic. But some of the things you have written in with, you have to tell me what is happening. It's like I need to go and investigate it myself because you never give me an ending to the story. Please let me know what's going on. I need the goss, okay? Anyway, you guys, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about the future of the podcast. Let Write in. Let me know your thoughts. Thanks so much for being such awesome listeners and part of the community. I, I love making this podcast so much, and I love the community we're building. And I'm super excited to become even more unhinged with you on a weekly, daily basis. Okay, love you all. As always, don't do anything I would do, and that gives you a lot of wiggle room. Love you. Bye.